Hey everyone, welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about the other deed for other side NFT drop that happened this past weekend. One of the biggest NFTs of all time already and part of the Yuga Labs ecosystem. And we're going to be chatting with the co-founders of Metaverse HQ, which is one of the biggest trading and investing communities in the NFT market. So you definitely want to hear what these guys have to say. Don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. Hey everyone, yeah, as I said, uh, this is The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We're super excited about today's episode because we've got so much to talk about. That huge mint that happened this past weekend that we've been trying to get you prepared for. We're also going to be chatting with Metaverse HQ. Uh, very excited for that to get some insight from people who know this market so well, which is something we always try to do on this show uh, but before we get into the interview, I do want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. Uh, this show is sponsored by FTXUS, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. And the FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer. And the FTXUS trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and the Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more, click on the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat. And we'll be talking a little bit more about FTX later on in the show because they do have an exciting mint happening this week that's related to uh, one of the fastest growing sports here in the US. So stay tuned for that. Um, but without further ado, I think it is time to bring on my co-host, Benzinga's own Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Oh, <clears throat> living the dream, being Benzinga's own. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, Brian, uh, what a huge weekend, right? We saw Other Deed for Other Side, which is something we talked about, I mean, at length last week, right? All about ApeCoin, Yuga Labs, Ford Apes, Other Side, uh, Codas, everything we could, right? And... I mean, it still surpassed, I think, even, uh, you know, our wildest expectations of what happened. But uh, we, we have a special show today because we have Metaverse HQ, which is one of the largest trading and investing communities in the NFT market, uh, you know, here to talk not only about their, uh, you know, NFT community, but also about that other deed mint. So, uh, I mean, Brian, what do you think? I'm very excited to get into the the meat and potatoes, if you will, of uh, all this stuff going on. Because these guys, uh, they have a lot of experience. They know what they're talking about. And it's really interesting to see this kind of this side of uh, the deal. Because we talk a lot about the collections, about how they look physically, about how what we think is rare. And we talk about the utility. We don't talk about, you know, investing and using it as a... Uh, I guess your way of currency kind of thing, like how you invest in stocks. We don't talk as much as I think we should. And I think our, some of our users would like us to 
on that side of NFT trading. So I think this is going to be a really good and exciting show for sure. Yeah, definitely. Super excited. Uh, and, and Brian, I think we have a special treat before we get into the interview. What? We, we, we haven't had one of these yes, in a little here. while, but uh, I think we have a trailer for what? our special guest today. So I think do without that. further ado, it's time to roll that trailer. Do it, do it, do it. I know I was hoping it would keep going, but uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we do need to get to our to our interview. So unfortunately, we can't yeah, just listen to the trailer all day. But uh, I think it's time to bring on the guy. So I am super excited here from Metaverse HQ. We have founder Jake and marketing lead Jacob. So Jake and Jacob, welcome to the roadmap. How are we doing today? Howdy, howdy. What's up, everybody? Hey. Thanks for having how, us. How about that trailer? I, I hope that uh, kicks things off well here. Yeah, uh, we might have to steal your graphic designer. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, we hope that that doesn't happen. We do, we do like our team here. Uh, I think it was Kashev, right? Kashev made our trailer. Alyssa, give me a... Yes, Kashev made our, made our trailer. Alyssa makes them from time to time, though, too. So... Uh, we do have a great team here uh, working behind the scenes. I know I didn't make the trailer. Uh, the, the graphics is not my department. <laughs> I write and I talk. That's that's what I do for a living. So uh, I, I leave the rest to, to others. But no, we've been doing this a lot for other ones, and it's it's been awesome. I mean, we have each one's been fired. It gets everyone hyped and gets everyone excited. We love it. Jake and Jacob, uh, I mean, let's dive in here. You know, I, I tried to hype you guys up and, you know, talk about what Metaverse HQ is. But I know, as Brian said, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of that and the other deed uh, mint that happened. But before we get started, I'm just wondering if you guys can give us some background information on yourself. So uh, I'll start with Jake here. Jake, how did you first get introduced to the crypto and NFT world? Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, thank you, Chris and Brian, for having us on. Uh, super excited to you know, be on here, chat with you guys. should be a fun time. Um, for myself, personally, I discovered it through NBA Top Shot, kind of like a lot of these NFT OGs um, that first came on board. You know, Top Shot was the, was the onboarding ramp for the rest of us. I was, I'm a huge uh, sports fan. Uh, I was big. You know, it was, it, was, it was COVID, so I was just sitting at home. Um, and I was betting on sports, you know, because I was bored, just wanted to do stuff. I was doing, you know, DraftKings stuff. And I, someone who, like, does DFS, DraftKings stuff, um, you know, recommended Top Shot to me. And so I thought I'd go and check it out. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history from there. I, I you know, Metaverse HQ itself started as um, a Top Shot only group for people who were, like, investing in Top Shot, you know, making trades with Top Shot and eventually we transitioned, you know, as Top Shot kind of went downhill, we transitioned to see what the rest of the, the NFT market had for us and, uh, you know, just have been expanding since. And Jacob, same question for you. Uh, your start in crypto and NFTs prior to uh, Metaverse HQ. Yeah. So, I mean, very similar story to Jake in terms of the Top Shot. I guess 
to just give a little difference um before that i started hearing or learning more about crypto i guess kind of in 2016 i was doing a, a internship abroad through my uh, university in new zealand and there was like a conference that i went to one day and they were talking all about blockchain and bitcoin and i was like half paying attention but i was half just like i'm in a different country i just want to have fun um so i wish i paid more attention back then but uh Definitely dove in deep down the rabbit hole, starting with Top Shot, um, much like a lot of us uh, as the kind of gateway drug into NFTs. And then, um, you know, once I found Metaverse HQ, it was really history from there. That's what, you know, gave me the confidence to quit my job and, you know, the family and community that we have today. And um, just very thankful to be able to give back as a part of the staff now. You know, we we laugh a little here on the roadmap because that's one of the first questions we always start with. And as you guys probably could expect with your history with NBA Top Shot, uh, Brian, I would say what, between 80% to 90% of NFT founders or leads for different uh, communities say that NBA Top Shot is uh, where they got their start. So uh, Honestly, it, it's always nice to hear that. and. You're 99% Brian says. I don't know if I would go that high, but uh, we've had one episode where we I don't think we mentioned Top Shot and near the beginning. I think we did include it. I think there may be one episode out of all the roadmap that Top Shot has not been mentioned on. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't surprise right. me. <laughs> and, and myself included, you mentioned it being kind of the gateway drug. Uh, NBA Top Shot is what I credit as being, you know, my first experience with the NFT market. So uh, I really like that connection. And as Jake said, you know, being a sports fan, that's that's what led me to, to Top Shot and, you know, how I got into N NFTs. So I am uh, thankful to Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shot, you know, for what it has done for, for me. Um, let's dive into to MBHQ here. So Jake, um, you're the founder here. Talk a little bit about how MBHQ now is the premier community for NFT traders and investors. And for those who aren't familiar, you know, how does a membership with MBHQ kind of work? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think, I think what, where, um, you know, I kind of our, our, power and prestige if you will i guess uh comes from is the community itself that we have been able to thankfully build and foster as we've grown you know we started out as like i said the top shot group but it wasn't it wasn't a paid group at the time it was just kind of like a closed discord of uh you know people with similar interests and we would only bring in people who wanted to help um the rest of the group who are willing to help the rest of the group you know no matter what their skill set was so I think that's something that we that we tried to do as we expanded into, um, you know, into actually selling keys um, that grant access to our community. Um, and since then, it's really just been a culture of members helping each other, um, you know, you know, sharing information with one another. And that's led to that's really um, that's really, uh, you know, encouraged a lot of big time um, traders to not only be formed within an MBHQ, but stay and help the rest of the members as well. Like they are, you know, they are a member, just like the fellow person who would buy a key today if they wanted to, but they, they freely help out. You know, it's not just the staff that is contributing to the value of MBHQ. It's, it's everyone involved um, pulling as a team effort. You know, we really kind of preach, we can really kind of preach the whole thing of, um, 
you know, if everyone, everyone in the community has different skill set, um, you know, so there's lawyers, there's accountants, you know, there's people who are uh, great developers. And if everyone, you know, shares uh, their expertise in a certain skill set, then it makes, it makes the, uh, you know, all the parts greater than, you know, the whole greater than, you know, the parts. So. Love that. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Jacob, so you came along, you know, as the the marketing lead. So uh, you you hit on it a little bit in your intro there, but what was it, you know, that really led you, uh, you know, within already being, you know, active in MVHQ to, you know, get involved in a, a bigger role uh, per se here and really see the the growth of the company moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a special place. And I think you can instantly, um, you know, feel that and get a sense of that. If you just join, you know, pop into the voice chat, that's where everyone is. The, the old running joke was that, you know, general chat um, was dead. No one can go there. Like the poor souls in general chat are, are NGMI. But uh, everyone in voice chat, that's, you know, where we have the 24-7 chat. We got 97 people in there. Um, right now and uh, it goes pretty much 24 7 because we are a global community so yeah I mean it, it's just such a, a great group of, of individuals and um, I just really wanted a chance to give back I saw the opportunity to you know what Metaverse HQ can become what it already has became and I really just needed to be a part of it I felt it you know, in my soul, I've hated pretty much every job I've ever had in my life. Um, so this is the first one where I'm just, you know, super excited to wake up every day, love everyone that I'm working with. Um, and, you know, I can honestly say Metaverse HQ and Jake have like changed my life in so many ways. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to continue to, to help it grow. Awesome. Well, Jacob, I won't make you name any of those uh, employers that you had before, because that could be a, a whole different conversation. But uh, I, I'm excited to hear that for you, you know, to, to have a job in a place, you know, where you're excited every day. That's what I feel here at Benzinga talking about stocks, talking about NFTs. So uh, I can definitely feel that after working some some jobs I would rather not talk about as well. Uh, Jake, can you talk a little bit about the the size of the team, right? So you founded MVHQ, how many people now work with you to manage this uh, community of 1,300 premium members? Yeah, um, it's funny you ask that. It's, it seems like we're growing a new person every day. It's I don't I couldn't tell you the exact number at the moment, join right now, but it's, probably, it's about 30 plus probably. <laughs> yeah, um, it's got to be yeah, close to like 30 at this point. Week. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would assume so. I think, it, I think we have a, you know, we have a full marketing team. We have a full dev team. Uh, we have a full mod team. We have, you know, the administration, we have a partnerships team, a content team. Um, you know, we have a lot of people working under the house kind of to, to deliver value for our members, you know, and, and most of them, um, most of the people on the team, the vast majority were members of our community first. So they understand, uh, you know, really what the community is about. And they, and we've had a lot of great reception of members wanting to work for us, wanting to give back and contribute. So it's been really awesome to be able to kind of give those opportunities out as well. Awesome. Well, um, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to uh, highlight, uh, you just mentioned it, I think, uh, briefly, but wanted to highlight the 24 uh, hour um, 
voice chat you guys have going on. And can you explain a little bit more what that is and why it's so important and special to your guys' group? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to um, the, the culture and, and the community that we fostered. So, uh, you know, early on in the days, we didn't have, we, we might have had a voice chat or we, we were kind of one of the suggestions. I, I don't want to take credit for it, but I did write in the suggestions channel um, early on that, that we needed a voice <laughs> chat because uh, I, I just like talking to people. You know, it's kind of like the gamer in me, um, just being able to socialize and do that. And, I remember the first time we did it, we jumped in for like some some hyped mints, you know, back in August in the summer days, uh, there was, you know, 40 mints a day and 39 of them were cooks, 39 of them were profitable. Um, so it, it was a pretty crazy time. And there was a lot of like very um, delicate information that was time sensitive that you'd need to go over in terms of, oh, is it delayed? Is there an exploit? Um, you know, this random news pops up. And, and that's really what the voice chat is all about is uh, being able to get that information right um, at the source when it's happening and have that like genuine discussion, be able to see the tones of people's voices and the intricate details of like conversation um, as opposed to, you know, just a text message where you really don't get a sense for what's actually being said. Um, so it lets us have a lot more in-depth conversations. And then going back to the culture point of it, like it's the most polite um, like well-mannered voice chat I I've ever been a part of in my life. Like people are almost too polite where it's like, gets annoying at some points. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's just crazy. It just goes to show like props to a lot of the people who started early, like JJ and Connor. Um, Jake can probably talk about it more, but it's been uh, beautiful to see us be able to maintain that. Yeah, no, well said. And just to give you an example, like if there is a hyped up drop, for like other side, um, then we will go dark is what we call it, where the radio, it's basically radio silence on the, on the voice chat. And we have specific people calling out, you know, how many pendings are going through on the contract? Um, you know, has, has the contract gone live yet? Um, they'll, they'll only give, you know, relevant, in, relevant info for the drop. Um, so people, so it's easier for people that you'll follow on, follow along in real time if they don't have, you know, five different tabs open on their computer. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's honestly a beautiful thing. I think, I think that shows like the true value of our voice chat when, when, when it's, you know, game time and uh, the mint the is on the line and we have to, we have to execute fast. Our voice chat really gets it done. Yeah. And talking about, um, you know, example, I think we're going to get into more later with the uh, other side and the other deeds. Like that was a perfect example of like MVHQ at its finest. Um, I think we had close to like 600 people um, in the voice chat at, at one time. And there wasn't really anyone talking over each other at any point. Everyone's telling each other to like, stay calm. We've got breakout sessions um, where people to like troubleshoot, like if my mint's stuck or if MetaMask is acting up or if the website's not loading. And, you know, people are giving like specific technical advice to um, individuals who are having issues and then coming back into the main chat. And, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's just, it, it's crazy, all the coordination that happens. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that was actually going to be one of my questions was, uh, what was it like during the other side, man? But you kind of already explained that, and for sake of time, we'll move on. <clears throat> but I do have one question. 
And this can be really short. This can be just like, you know, the project name. But what are some, like, I guess, standout moments or really special moments in the voice chat that helped you guys uh, find some winning, uh, you know, winning mints or winning uh, flips or anything like that? Just some, like, really important moments in the voice chat history so far. I've got one that comes to mind. Do you have one that you want to uh, mention, Jake? <laughs> Um, well, honestly, like the first thing that comes to mind is the other is the other needs one because that was a pretty amazing moment in our history. Um, you can like you we can had that if you want to. <laughs> just to like re just go back on it. Um, so we had we had people who weren't even uh, they weren't even participating in the drop, but they offered to help uh, you know troubleshoot and help people with gas questions. You know, because it was a huge gas war. Um, a lot of people had issues um, getting their transactions through. So we had people who weren't even participating in the drop, but they just wanted to help out the rest of the community. So they would go into a different voice channel. We call it troubleshooting. And then people would come down, ask their gas questions, and they'd get their transaction unstuck for them. Um, and we had three different uh, troubleshooting channels separate from the main channel where people were dropping down, getting their transactions through. And I think through doing that, we had, I mean, we had probably at least 20 or 30 people who would have not been able to mint, able to mint um, from the other D drop just because other members stepped up to help them out. And um, it was a really amazing thing. Like in all of Metaverse HQ, I don't think there was anyone who had the, had the money to mint um, that was, that wasn't actually able to mint um, just from, just from all the, the help and the, the cooperation from the community throughout that drop. That is that is a massive win. I mean, we we talked to a lot of people on this show about the the community um, within projects, and I mean, I, I just got to say that my hats off to you guys for for having a community that, like you said, could help people who were going to see failed transactions actually get their mint and, and really the education there. So I, I just want to say that that's amazing to hear. You know, on our end here. Yeah, um, a couple other like great points in history for us. Um, I think Seth, shout out to you um, in the in the text chat right now, uh, piping in. But he, he was saying that mutants was a good one. So um, the mutant land drop, uh, I think Jake actually called that out and was one of the first people to like find the mint page. That was huge, just being able to hop on that and it was obviously you know extremely profitable. Um, Anonymize was another one, which is like a, a stealth drop. Um, that's kind of like a, a D-Gen Mint or a Night Crew Mint, um, which was a really fun thing um, to go through and, you know, very innovative at the time. And then one that I personally ha have a, a strong connection to was the, the Sin City, which is now Mobland um, ARG stuff. So different puzzle competitions that NBHQ was actually able to solve first, which was um, a very proud moment. And then my personal favorite, not to go on too long, but um, there was the Little Heroes drop, um, which was, I'm not sure how much you guys know about that, but there was um, a, a backdoor, an expo I don't know what you'd call it specifically, but they basically had a friends and family mint that would let you mint 50. Um, and they also had a whitelist. So there was the whitelist that was for like, you know, kind of the general public, uh, but, you know, a little bit... Uh, tiered down and I was lucky enough to win one of those whitelists but uh, one of our members who it was a contract whiz uh, was actually able to find out that they used the same key or the same password for the whitelist for the friends and family mint so if you're on whitelist you basically had access to that without knowing 
which is something that, you know, no one would ever know unless they were really good at reading solidity and smart contracts. Like, I mean, even the, the team that wrote the contract didn't know, right. Or they, you know, mistakenly put it in there. And, you know, that led to a lot of our members, myself included, being able to mint, you know, 50 extra NFTs that were selling for, you know, a five X on secondary instantly. Um, so it's it just incredible, you know, profits, incredible fortunes that you can, you know, have come out of seemingly nothing as long as you're just active and dedicated and participating um, in the community. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I know that both of you guys are uh, <clears throat> sorry, board eight yacht club uh, holders. So we kind of want to see your opinion on the other D's drop as a whole. We can be brief on this because we do have a lot more questions to go over, but I wanted to see your guys' thoughts. Um, your uh, thoughts on the other deeds drop as a whole of the land sale being the biggest NFT drop, you know, in the history, being one of the most hype projects in the history of NFTs, uh, crypto in general. And then also what are your thoughts on ApeCoin as a whole? Like, do you, uh, do you see um, more utility and more the price action fluctuating a lot more now that the uh, other deeds, the land sale is done? Do you think we're going to continue this dip or do you think we're going to see a rise and kind of a, uh, more of a horizontal uh, pattern than, you know, the up and down that usually comes with crypto now that one of the biggest utilities for ApeCoin has now been released. A lot. Yeah. A lot at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I'll start with the first part about the sale. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was, while it was, uh, you know, profitable for um, obviously the people who minted for the, for the most part, um, it was pretty disappointing to see, um, see how it went down. You know, they, it seems like Yuga really thought that they were going to get around this gas war, um, by doing it in two waves. Um, in my opinion, I think they, sh they should have, um, either done, you know, limited it to one per wallet. So we didn't have this massive gas war. Um, yeah. Or they, they should have, um, you know, find out a different way of doing it, you know? Yeah, they said we should have had right, it right. screwed up. So hopefully we'll see that in the future, though. And give it yeah, more utility too. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's really it was really disappointing to see. I mean, what was it like a hundred million dollars that was burnt in gas? That's all you know, money that's going out of the NFT ecosystem uh, for the most part, um, and money that people you know could have used um, for other things. So it's. It was something that could have been prevented, especially when they made us, um, you know, KYC as well, which I'm not a fan of being, hopefully that doesn't become the norm for mints because um, it was pretty useless that it ended up doing it because it was a gas war anyway. Um, but I don't know. It was honestly, it was pretty disappointing to see from someone who is the leader in the space um, as Yuga is. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people have shared that sentiment. If you go on Twitter, there's a lot of people that flooded Yuga pretty bad. And I think it was, it was, it was well worth it in my opinion. And while I am grateful for, obviously, I mean, I have an ape, so I got ape land and that's, you know, it's free money. Right. But I still like want the NFT space in general to do well. And, and, and like these type of mints, I think kind of set it back, especially when it's coming from, you know, what's supposed to be like the leader, you know, the beacon of what to do, what to do right with your project and Yuga labs. Um, it, it was kind of disappointing in all overall. Yeah, I think I echo those those similar sentiments. Um, 
you know, Yuga's always been very uh, tight-lipped and, and don't like to share a lot of things until after the fact. So, um, you know, it's just putting a lot of trust in them, which has been, you know, rewarded so far, but no one's um, immune to criticism. No one's too big to fail. So, uh, you know, just a bit of a gut check every now and then and reality check, but hopefully we get some cool announcements soon. And I mean, the website, I would say the positive thing was, you know, the website worked pretty flawlessly um, throughout the whole drop and reveal process, which is something that, you know, shouldn't be like the hardest thing in the world to do since we kind of mastered that in web two for the most part, but um, it has been a big struggle for a lot of these NFT drops. So I will give them credit there, but definitely agree with Jake overall. Yeah, no, I, I love those comments coming from you guys. And this is something I, I spoke to with some uh, other Benzinga employees earlier today. I, I don't own a board ape. Um, I obviously know Yuga Labs, write about Yuga Labs all the time. But to me, I kind of like seeing the the criticism and the call outs that they got from people who, you know, are in the ecosystem and own the NFTs. You know, this was supposed to be a drop that was supposed to bring, you know, new people into the ecosystem. But the, the way it was done, the huge gas war, you know, it, I think it really got a lot of people from actually getting in. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate the sentiment here. And, you know, I, I think it's it, it's warranted and called for that, you know, Yuga Labs is facing a little bit of, uh, you know, FUD and criticism on you know, such a hyped mint. Um, and, you know, that's not to say that there weren't positives, but, you know, uh, overall, you know, hopefully, you know, we say next time um, that, you know, things may improve. Uh, I, I want to circle back quick to the the troubleshooting that, that you guys did, you know, within the voice chat, within the Discord. Um, we have a, a Benzinga employee that told me this, and I, I, I wasn't aware of it, so I just want to get a little bit here that you guys actually uh, announced that you'll be rewarding seven members um, who went above and beyond during uh, the troubleshooting process. Can you just give us a little bit of uh, background on that? Why is it important to kind of highlight these uh, members within the Discord that helped out so many other community members during this uh, huge event? Yeah. Um... I think that's something that we've always really tried to do is is make sure people are rewarded for you know the the extra the effort that they give to go above and beyond. So, you know, we we did a special announcement thanking these people. We did a cool little uh, one of our members did a, an awesome little uh, video, um, kind of hype video, um, you know, thanking them as as MEHQ heroes. Um, and we also gave them a special role in the Discord, and and we gave them. Um, each an allow list spot um, for an upcoming mint as well that they can utilize. Um, and that's just that's just something we try to do um, is recognize the people in our community, you know, show them that we, hey, we see we see what you're doing. We see, you know, the hard work that you're putting in the, you know, how gracious you are with your time and effort um, to help our members. So we want to we want to give you give back to them as well. You know, a lot of these people don't don't do these acts in um, an expectation that they're going to receive any type of reward. They just do it because they want to help out the community. So, and we, we love that. We want to, we want to, you know, at least give them a little something for that. And um, it kind of just goes in with our philosophy. You know, every month we have a, we have an MVP in our community where that mm -hmm. we, we have the community vote on basically 
you know, the member who did the most in this past month to go above and beyond for the rest of the community. And we make a special announcement for them. We have uh, we have a member who actually makes a rap for them, uh, a, a little freestyle in their honor, which is pretty cool. And then we also give them, you know, an MVP role and then a, a, an ETH reward as well. So it's just something that we've always really tried to done is highlight um, those people who are really are really just helping out the rest of the community and doing the most for everyone else. Yeah, you can see the little uh, video playing now, actually. Yeah, I, I love this, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, great way to reward these community members who helped out. And as you said, you know, it's not like they expected this, but to go above and beyond um, to help out people, you know, especially during such a hyped mint. And I mean, as we're seeing on the screen, the, the failed transactions, the gas, um, everything that was encountered. So, I mean, th this is, this is awesome. So, I mean, we, we tried to give you guys a hype trailer to start, but, uh, wh whoever made this, uh, we might need to try to steal them instead. So, uh, <laughs> but this, this is good. Sweet. We won't yeah, tell you the name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm at a disadvantage there. So no, 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 no. I'll, I'll shout out DGen Z. Yeah. I'll shout out DGen Z. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna write trailer. that down. So uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, one of the things we like to show, um, you know, and probably related to the fact that the show is called the the roadmap, is kind of you know what's next. So Metaverse HQ has had great success. Um, but I was just wondering if you can share a little bit, you know, on what members of the community and people outside looking in uh, can expect? Are, are there plans to increase the number of passes, the number of members in the community? Any uh, future plans that you can talk about here for MVHQ? Yeah, so we don't really, um, in terms of number of members in the community, that's not really something we are looking to increase um, by that much or really if, if at all. Um, we haven't really released uh, official details on our next mint for 2023 because um, we're kind of we're kind of just uh, you know fixing up the last last few things before we do that. But um, you know you know we want to grow as a we want to grow as a community, um, but we don't really want to grow as number size because it has it has kind of a negative effects when you're sharing you're sharing alpha. Um, throughout a community, you know, it dilutes, it dilutes the value of that um, alpha and information if there's more and more people who are seeing it. Um, it also, it also kind of makes it harder to rein in the culture that we have when there's more people involved in the community as well. So we really like the number that we're at right now. Um, but we, what we, what we are planning to do um, as we go out, as we go out is um, increase increase the value that we can give to our members, um, you know, increase the benefits that come with having a Metaverse HQ pass. You know, we, we've, we've done so over the course of time, you know, we, we didn't used to have allow list, for example, we didn't used to give away, um, you know, these allow lists for our members. And now we probably have, we probably give away the highest quality allow lists, um, in my opinion, than any other project does, um, because we have a, a a well-engineered partnerships team that we almost run like a sales team in a way that goes out and gets these allow lists um you know shout out shout out uh mitch one of our admins our head of marketing and strategic partnerships for you know forming that team and leading that on yeah there he is right there mm -hmm. a beautiful man <laughs> mitch getting the um, shout out live on the show oh, and uh, his yeah, twitter profile so beautiful yeah, 
Yeah, follow Mitch. Um, but yeah, so so that's just an example of something that we didn't have as a benefit before. But you know, we're we're constantly every every decision that we make is with the community in mind, and we don't have um, you know this set roadmap that maybe a lot of projects do, and that's that's for a specific reason. Is um, well, a couple of reasons. One, we don't want to get we don't want to get front run uh, by other communities. There's a lot of communities that look at what we do and then copy us. Um, uh, we, we were the first, you know, alpha community to really start and like sell a pass um, in, the, in, in the entire NFT space. And since then, we've been looking to be the leaders um, and a lot, of, a lot of communities have kind of copied our model in a way. So we don't want to, we don't want to kind of give away info until we're ready to uh, for a lot of things. And then another reason is we want to adapt to what the market is. You know, the NFT space is so new. Um, we want to go to where the opportunities are for our members. We don't want to get stuck into uh, a plan that in maybe three months, it doesn't really make sense anymore. Like if maybe we like want to, you know, build, a, if we wanted to like build an estate in the metaverse in like Decentraland, for example, like six months ago, um, that wouldn't really make sense anymore because like no one uses Decentraland, right? So we don't want to get super stuck into a specific plan. We want to we want to adapt, um, and we prefer to kind of drop news as a surprise benefit to our members um, that they weren't expecting in terms of you know saying hey we're going to do this and then other bunch of other communities do the same thing before we're able to get it out or um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I know uh, one question um, that uh, we did have earlier, and I, I know you probably can't go into too much, but maybe just if it's been considered, but we did see um, Proof Collective launch a, a PFP for their holders. Is Has that been a consideration at all to do a PFP of sorts for the 1300 community members? I'm not sure if you guys can share, but maybe just has it been a, a consideration at all? Yeah, yeah, we've we've gotten that request many times. Um, it, it is something we considered. It's definitely not off the table. Uh, we may do it in the future. It's just um, how we do it is kind of something we're you know working through. But that's it's definitely a possibility. Um, but no concrete plans uh, as of right now. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that you know we'd love to do, but it's so important and such a like pivotal thing that we'd be tied to, you know, for the rest of time on the blockchain, uh, that if we are going to do it, we have to make sure that it's like the most perfect thing ever. And that our, our community feels represented by, by it. Right. Because, you know, we are very proud in offering a safe space for, you know, any type of person, whether it's, you know, underrepresented in the NFT space, like, you know, there aren't a lot of females um, in the space right now. And we're, we're pretty proud that we, you know, hopefully garner a space that they feel comfortable in, you know, we have uh, a couple female on the staff, as of now that uh, absolutely crush it, like Meg, our, our engagement manager, who, um, you know, is a Swiss army knife and does everything you can see her PFP right there. Um, but she handles a lot of the consultation side of things. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that everyone feels represented because right now a lot of the, the PFP projects are very heavy male, you know, gender um, centric. 
Awesome. Uh, Brian, I think over to, to you here. Sorry, I, I was keeping my uh, mic muted because I kept I keep on getting the reverb. Um, but I wanted to kind of touch on Twitter Spaces a little bit with you. Here we do uh, quite a bit of Twitter Spaces. Um, I I personally also host uh, quite a handful of them, and we have different departments doing different ones. And we think that it's more than val it's invaluable and uh, very important to keep your community. Um, engaged and interact with them and uh, Twitter spaces is probably the best way to do so. Why do you guys think that Twitter spaces is important and what are some that uh, like, do you guys hold them regularly? How do you guys handle them? Yeah, I can maybe take that one. So Twitter spaces, I've been pretty critical to um, NFTs for some time now. I would say maybe even more so um, when things were, more spread out or people are still kind of figuring out their lay of the land. So, I mean, I would say Twitter in general is, you know, the number one space for NFTs. I didn't even really know anything or use Twitter at all until NFTs. And now it's all I use. You know, I used to be a huge Redditor, haven't touched that site in, in months, almost a year at this point, just because I'm so focused on Twitter and um, Twitter spaces are great just because they let us, you know, give a, a platform to a lot of our partners and give our members and, you know, the general public, if it is a Twitter spaces, access to those teams that they wouldn't normally have access to, to ask the hard hitting questions. You know, one thing that we really pride ourselves on as well is, you know, we're not going to hold back our opinions or, you know, anything negative that, uh, that might be about the project or something that we see as a potential concern. Um, and, and, our partners actually find that um, very refreshing, which is weird because you're telling them, you know, something bad or bad news, but uh, it, it's something that they often don't hear from a lot of other uh, groups who are, you know, just looking to make a quick profit and don't really care that much about the project or the founders long-term. Um, that's totally against our ethos. We're very much about, you know, we have a heavy vetting process and anyone who does make it on our partnership list, like it, it's a very coveted spot. And um, we're looking for those long-term partners that are building to stay and looking to educate and innovate and bring new people um, into the space. And Twitter space is just a great platform to, you know, explore that um, with them while providing a lot of value and education to our members. And um, we also do in-house office hours in our discord. So that's an even more intimate setting where you can screen share and um, really, really give honest feedback um, real time with the founders of these you know great projects awesome i mean that, that pretty much sums it up that's perfect um how about can you guys give us a little bit of advice for new projects that are wanting to maybe partner with you guys yeah so in terms of um wanting to partner with us uh, the advice i would give is definitely um, go to our website, mvhq.io, and then we have a partnerships page. We're still building out um, some, so we're going to add that slide deck in there and make it uh, a little bit more user-friendly. Right now, it's that Notion page that um, was pulled up earlier, and that's where um, you can look at a lot of the kind of requirements that we have. Uh, you know, We like to partner with projects that are, 
already on the right track and aren't, they don't need us to succeed, right? Because we don't want to be the market makers. We don't want to be the reason a project mints out, even though oftentimes, you know, people track our wallets and they'll see us minting these stealth mints at 3 a.m. And then, you know, that obviously like is a signal for a lot of people to kind of copy trade and come in. But um, for our like more formal partnerships, we really want to make sure that they're already successful enough on their own and we believe in the team. Um, so there are a bunch of metrics here that we look at in terms of social media, growth, engagement. And these are good things to aim for um, just as any project uh, going up and good, good things as investors to look at the projects and actually vet, you know, is this something worth spending my time trying to get a whitelist on or, um, you know, looking to invest in? Is the community actually there? Is the engagement real? Um, and these are some really heavy signals for us and something that we use to evaluate um, our partners before deciding to partner. And then there is a form at the bottom of this for you to actually formally apply. And that's when our partnerships team, uh, Chrissy right now is kind of heading that up. Um, he will look through all these applications, discuss them internally with the team. And um, that's kind of how we decide if we'd like to move forward. From there, we just go in. Um, usually it's Mitch, myself, and Meg. Um, and now we have a couple of new members of the team, Sean, who is our media, uh, relations manager and, uh, Poppy, who is our social media manager. And we'll just kind of discuss the partnership from a holistic level, um, learn more about, you know, what are their long-term vision goals, who's on their team, um, everything like that. That's where we'll kind of solidify our belief in the project or not. And, um, discuss, you know, what cool long-term uh, activations that we can do in terms of, you know, whether that's co-branding, you saw a lot of our, uh, you know, co-branded assets on the previous deck or, um, you know, different allow list partnerships, different AMAs, um, different demos and feedback sessions, things like that, that, you know, we can provide value back and forth for a number of months. Awesome. I mean, you guys have so much going on with within the Metaverse HQ ecosystem. Uh, love the growth you've had uh, and, and what you've brought to the table here. And again, you know, the education, the connecting with community and also partnering with so many other projects and platforms. We're, we're running out of time here. So let's do a little bit of um, overtime here and a little bit of rapid fire. So I'm going to ask some uh I think trading related questions. So uh, I think this is the point of the show where we of course say that this is not financial advice um, and, and just educational purposes, but uh, I'll try to read a question here and then uh, we'll, we'll let each of you answer it. So, you know, obviously we, we have seen volume in NFTs uh, soar. So what uh, do you think we continue to see higher volume throughout 2022 or are we going to flatline um, for the rest of the year? Uh, start with Jake here. Yeah, I think honestly right now we are at a point where it's pretty elevated uh, and inflated in terms of prices on a lot of these things. And I don't think it's super sustainable where we are right now. I think we could definitely go higher. Um, I'm not going to try and call the top by any means. Um, but I do think we have a period here probably within 2022 where we see a pretty decent market correction um, on a lot of these things. It's just, you know, there's so many projects where the floor of it is if you compare it to, you know, real, real U.S. dollars here, like the floor is over, you know, 30K, 50K, 100K. Um, you know, I just don't think I don't think that's super sustainable, especially as more projects come out, more supply comes out. Um, you know, you need you need that 
new demand to come in. So, um, you know, personally, I think I think it we can expect a correction here within 2022. Jacob, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a little nervous just of the overall market sentiment. You know, crypto is kind of going down a little bit, um, just kind of shaky. I mean, I think like one, you could tweet a couple MetaMask airdrops, you know, a genie airdrop, whatever. Like a lot of things can happen that'll, you know, be like, all right, just kidding, bull market, like everything's <laughs> up. Uh, but I mean, you, you can't predict that uh, sort of thing. So I think it's always good to be um, cautious. And then, you know, it's just a good reminder to take profits when you when you have them. Great point. Uh, we, we flip from Yuga Labs and other deed, the, the more expensive side of things to the, the, the lower side. Uh, any call out on a NFT trading below 0.25 ETH right now um, that you think maybe is a, a good long term project? Jake? Not financial advice. Not financial advice, Jake. Oh man, you put me on the spot on this one. Um, you know, one one that I really like. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's going to be some huge profit for you, but I really like, uh, you know, some of these play to earn games. And Crypto Raiders is one of my favorites. It's on. It's actually on Polygon, so you know, not no gas fees. So that's always nice. Um, but I think you can get a Raider right now for like 0.01. And you can play the game. Uh, you can go through like a dungeon, earn items, and sell those items for, you know, their their native currency as well. So that's a good one if you want to get in cheap. Um, try it out. I really love the team there. They 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 give all their profits back. Um, it, put it all their profits back into building their ecosystem. So, um, you know, that's one of my favorites at the cheaper end. Jacob. Yeah, that's a that's a staple in Jake's book for sure, and definitely one I wish I had listened to him on uh, earlier because they, they've actually they've absolutely crushed it um, for sure. I mean, I'm just trying to think what what would pump my bags the most. You know, what's the best NFT? <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, it, it's a tough call. You know, people in the chat are telling me to shout out the Quacky Ducks. Um, I think those are pretty cool, but it, time will tell. I guess uh, what their value is long term, and uh, they're pretty cheap entry price. I've been a fan of Star Catchers um, for a little while. There we go. But uh, you know Here's that has uh, my portfolio has not been a fan of them in terms of <laughs> the price action there. But awesome. I mean, it, it seems like a, a solid price. I, I really do like the art. Um, I was pretty bullish on the team um, to begin with, so it's kind of just up up to them to deliver at this point i'm kind of just holding my breath but um yeah you know I, I wouldn't say like i'm not investing anymore i've already got enough for me so i'm just kind of waiting to see what happens but um yeah that, that's a project that you know i hope does well moving forward awesome yeah we did a nft bracket challenge for march madness and uh star catchers they seem to have a, a decent community because I think they actually ended up in like the Elite Eight or Final Four, uh, despite being like a double right. digit seed. But uh, that, that was a bracket for for fun anyways. Um, what is your, I, I'll go outside of Yuga Labs since we talked so much at Yuga Labs today. What is your favorite blue chip NFT pick to outperform uh, the market the rest of 2022? Oh, easiest question ever. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at it. Look at my photo right here. There you <laughs> go. It's Azuki all the way for me. I'm like a huge Azuki maxi. Um, I love what they're doing. I love their ethos. I love that they put community first. Um, you know, I love the art. It's my favorite um, art for a profile picture. Um, I love the connections that they have. Uh, I think 
you know, it's, it's, it's the project that I'm by far the most, uh, I think bullish on in the space right now. Um, and they've seen a nice run up recently. Uh, they got a beans reveal here in a couple days. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely Zuki for me. Jacob. Yeah. I'd echo that. I was kind of an Azuki hater at first just because I, I missed it. And I was like, I mean, I, I, I was planning on buying back in. I was going to buy the dip, but there just was was no dip, like to like 10 ETH, which was just crazy to me. Um, just, But I mean, I guess the art speaks for itself. Everyone, um, you know, even, even I, I love the art. It looks great. Uh, I bought in, you know, maybe around 10 ETH and I'm, I'm just, I'm sticking with that. And uh yeah, definitely very bullish on them as well. I think it's it's kind of Yuga and Azuki, and you know, don't really see anyone else in sight at at the moment. Awesome. Two more questions here before we wrap, guys. Um, you mentioned some of these three events, the the voice chat, the callouts. What's been your favorite degen mint of the past year? So a project that you had very low expectations on that actually blew up and you were surprised uh, that you ended up with a uh, profit or a great entry point. Jake? Oh, yeah. Um, this is a good one. It's probably Fanta Bears for me was the one <laughs> that really popped off. Um, I actually, I actually, it was on New Year's Eve night. Uh, and I had I was gonna go to a party in Chicago, but then I ended up getting COVID, so I stayed home. And it ended up being good for my uh, wallet, that's for sure, because I minted a bunch of these Fanta Bears. They were, you know, this this Asian-based project. Um, I think everything, like on their site, was in a different language, <laughs> and I didn't know a ton about them. But I sent it, and it ended up being some big, um, you know, singer there, Jay Chow, endorsed them at a point, and they really just ran up huge from what the mint price was. So that was a big win for, you know, everyone in MVHQ at the, at New, on New Year's Eve who wasn't out partying, uh, ended up actually making some money out of it. So that was a really fun one. That sounds awesome. Jacob? Yeah, that was a fun night for sure. My initial thought was um, anonymized just because I was such an OG mint. But um, people reminded me about Ghazali, which I, I unfortunately missed because I was time rugging myself with uh, – you know, it was really a crazy story. We'll have to have another uh, talk about it sometime. But Ghazali is definitely one of the historic moments in MVHQ history. Um, insane, just what was what happened that night, and in, in terms of you know life changing things to people in other countries. All right, and last question here, and I, I know you guys probably don't want to answer this, but it's a fun one. We all have that hidden folder. Uh, on OpenSea, uh, Jake, what's something that's in your your hidden folder? Oh God, <laughs> uh, Pixel Mechas. Oh, <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> so pixel pixelized uh, Mechaverse. Pixel Mechas. That, that, uh, that <laughs> I'm sure those are it. worth a lot of money right now, right? <laughs> yeah, those are exactly. Those are probably I'd probably have to pay. <laughs> yeah, they never ended up revealing, so it was a huge rug. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Whoops. You win some, you lose some. Uh, Jake, what's in your hidden folder? Yeah, so I'm looking through it now. Pixel Mechas is a great one. I, I don't know how that one failed, honestly. that was I was so <laughs> bullish on that. But um, House of Goblins has to be my number one hidden folder gem. House of Goblins for sure. That was a, nice. a crazy ride. <laughs> awesome well guys this has been so much fun we're, we're out of time but we'd, we'd love to have you back on um a future episode and maybe uh we could do a, a live mint together or something and you know show off what uh 
MVHQ is all about. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know Metaverse HQ, you can find the links in the description below, including how you can get into that Discord, how you can follow Jake and Jacob both on Twitter. Um, so Jake, Jacob, uh, thank you so much for taking time, you know, out of your day and joining us on the roadmap. And we look forward to uh, talking real soon. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Benzinga, yeah. for having us on. Much appreciated. It was a lot of fun. It always is. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, thank you all so much. We'd love to come back. And I know Mitch is feeling huge FOMO right now, so you guys got to oh, get Oh, Mitch. All He's right. Well, uh, we, follow, we follow Mitch on Twitter now from the Benzinga <laughs> account. I follow him from mine. Um, so, Mitch, yeah, next time uh, we'll, we'll have to have you on as well. So the more the merrier. So, guys, uh, this was great, uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. Yeah, we'll you definitely as well. have you guys on. Maybe we can do a Twitter space soon. Oh, and Twitter spaces. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah, sit yeah, there we Twitter go. spaces. Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Well, I'm going to pull Jake and Jacob off the screen. Brian, holy cow. That, that was so much fun. So much information. I really like the the rapid fire questions there at the end. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, hearing about awesome. some of these. these. Yeah, we should. Some of these projects. Under point two, what project are you most bullish on? I mean, that hidden folder question. Um, that that, that was that great. Project. I'll have to look at into it. It sounds like it's just a big rug. That's yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would want to share, um, you know, all uh, all my hidden folder projects as well. So uh, hats off to Jake and Jacob for uh, for sharing those. Brian, we're out of time. Um, we, we've got a show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. I know we're going to be going through news and headlines. I did just want to preview, um, you know, hey, we started this interview talking about NBA Top Shot, right, and connecting sports to the NFT market. And I know one project that I'm excited about this week is coming from our sponsors, uh, FTX. They're actually doing Formula One NFTs. So there is a huge race this weekend here in the U.S., the Miami Grand Prix, Um and you have a chance to actually bid on an auction where you will own a NFT from uh, Lewis Hamilton's car, and you'll actually get the physical piece from the car. So you don't what? just get the you NFT. Get the not the whole car. Not the whole car, Brian. That would that would be amazing. Um, I, I wonder what shipping costs would be on that. But you get a piece of the car, um, and that's pretty sweet to say that. And it's the car that he drove in the Miami Grand Prix. I mean, that's that would pretty be pretty cool. sweet. To flex on people and say that you own the Lewis Hamilton NFT and you own uh, a piece of the real car. So stay tuned because tomorrow we're going to share the details on how you can get in on the the regular uh, mint of the NFTs and also how you can bid on the auction. So uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to do it for us today. Take care, everyone, and stay tuned. Pre-market prep at the close coming up soon where they will break down all the news and headlines for stock and crypto today. Take care, That's everyone, right. and we'll see you real soon. Get a free trial pro. Pro. Benzinga Benzinga pro. pro.